millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hot, Body Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along, it's the Yesterday's Hero Odyssey... Uh, we're looking at the 1979 classic film, Yesterday's Hero, which if you go to our YouTube channel, which I think is just called Top Flight Time Machine, uh, it, it's on there um, for you to watch in full. This is part 17. We're doing quite well, I think. Working our way gradually through this. this uh, How far uh, are we into the film, do you reckon? We're, we're about 40 minutes in. We're about halfway through, I think. Just about. Oh, okay. But uh, there's no rush. There's no rush. Yeah. And get up 35 episodes out of it, it'll be good. Uh, almost a year. Um, so Clint Simon is the owner of the Saints Football Club, and he's just signed Rod Turner, who's played by Ian McShane. Uh, and Rod has been the star uh, of the semi final of the cup, scoring the second goal, which gets them into the final. I say the star, uh, he had a game of two halves, really, didn't he? Because he scored in the first half. And then try to celebrate. Then he got pissed at half time. getting pissed up on scotch in the in the changing room at half time. And, time uh, for some scotch, I think. Yeah, I've done my job. Let's have a little bit of celebratory scotch. It might provoke me on to get an trick in the second half. Who knows? You know, I had some before we kicked off, and it seemed to work. So let's have a little bit more. Let's let's start play a little bit off the cuff. I think in the second half, now that this match has been won. Let's give the crowd what they want. A little bit of fucking entertainment. Don't you agree, Jake? <laughs> but of course, Jake, the Jake, can I interest you in a small tipple <laughs> just to get you through half time? <laughs> Gentlemen, get your glasses out. I have got enough of this bottle for all of us. I will come Charge right your you glasses, up. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but uh, Jake, the manager... I forgot what Jake's second name is. Doesn't matter. Jake, the manager, played by Adam Faith, uh, who's becoming my favourite character in this film, actually, because he's just yeah. a cunt. And yeah. He's not. He's not taking any shit from anybody. He's an unapologetic cunt. Yeah. Uh, Jake is not happy. Has a bit of a fight with him, with Rod, and ends up smashing his bottle of whiskey. And then um, says he's going to suspend him. But then we had a nice celebratory bit, didn't we, in the bath? Being interviewed by John Watson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it seemed as though bygones had been forgotten then, but um, seemingly not because we pick it up uh, after that scene with Watson and the bath and the shaving foam and all the fun and frolics. It's Clint and Jake leaving the ground. Now, Clint Simon, 
who owns the club, of course, and is played by uh, Paul Nicholas, mm. who later, of course, was uh, Vince in Just Good Friends. Uh, probably worthy of a deep dive, Just Good Friends, I think. Oh, day. yeah, definitely on the list, yeah. That, that fucking show, it doesn't get talked about at all now, but it was fucking huge. Back in the mid eighties, when it was yeah, on. it was it was massive. It was the whole thing was based around the will they won't they get back together thing between Vince and Penny, and I think there was one episode set in France, which was a one off. I think it might have been the last ever episode, and the the build up to it was just huge. It's a, it's a good idea where you think one of the great elements in any soap opera sitcom or whatever is a will they won't they, but it's mm. just an element. So if you look at Friends, yeah. they had like Rachel and Ross, yeah, right. And and there's lots of different shows that have it, but some clever cunt has sat there and went, what's the best bit in any programme? It's the will they, won't they? <laughs> so what I'm thinking is, what about if we do old programme that's only will they, won't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm going to call it, will they, won't will they? Will they, won't they? <laughs> yeah. And at last minute, what, at last minute, one of these daft fucking suits at the BBC <laughs> made me change it to Just Good Friends. I don't ask why, but by that stage I've been paid anyway, so I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> He said it was a bit on the nose. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Whatever that fucking means. Oh, yeah. He's probably talking about all that gear they shovel up their noses down there. I don't <laughs> fucking know. But it, it is clever to just think, what's the best bit yeah. of something? Just keep doing that over yeah. and over again. Yeah. And but, um, also, it was very much of its time because it was love across the class divide, Yes, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. Because uh, Vince uh, is... is was he a bookie or his parents were bookies or something like that? He came something from a bookie like family, which was, of course, a grubby down-at-heel trade back then. Uh, <laughs> like the, the glitzy, glamorous thing it's portrayed as now. Before Ray Winston got Before involved, Before Ray Winston in got it. involved, yeah. But Ray Winston rose up from that, that class, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And made gambling his own. And Penny was, uh, Penny was like a yuppie. I can't remember what her job she was. She was a yuppie, but I'm pretty sure her dad, she had a posh mum. But she had a dad who was rich, but from a working class background. Mm. I think that's the case. I think a, a dad, a dad was just one of those who just sat there and just did as he was told, wasn't he? And oh, her really? mum was a, like a busybody kind of character. Yeah, yeah, who didn't approve of Vince. Yeah, I think the dad, the dad thought Vince was all right, really. Yeah, yeah, but he couldn't really say that too yeah. much. Yeah, you know, I tell you this, mate. Vince is a good name. It's a name you can trust. Mm. Well, not necessarily trust, but it's certainly a name you can, you know, have a good laugh with. I think if but you're going to get a pet, Vince. if anyone's listening, they're going to get a pet soon, yeah. dog or cat or whatever. Yeah, definitely consider Vince as a name for it. Really put that on your short short list. Yeah, yeah. It's got to make the final two, Vince. Me, um, and you've always got the cho- the choice of calling it Vinny sometimes too. Yeah, um, <clears throat> me, um, me kids, other home. With, the, with their mum, mm. where they live sometimes, mm. they've got guinea pigs there, and yeah. they were they were sold what they thought were two male guinea pigs, and it turned out that one of them was a female, and nature took its course, and then there was some oh, more no. guinea pigs. So now there's a small menagerie of guinea pigs, and they were trying to name one of the babies, um, and uh, I suggested calling him the Pope. Fuck knows <laughs> why, that just came into <laughs> my head, and it stuck. <laughs> It's stuck. So now one of the one of the guinea pigs is called the Pope, the Pope, uh, the Lovely. Pope, and um, the, the Pope very shortly is going to go in to be vasectomised because obviously they don't want the same thing happening again. They don't want him having it off with his mum. Are you going to send him to the same bloke you went to? 
No, you've got to do it through a vet. Apparently, I've asked. I've asked the doctor. Contractor really? doesn't do doesn't do guinea pigs. No, just humans, mate. Just fellas. I don't I do. Could, I, I don't do, do animals. Look, I, 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 I asked him. Could I do a guinea pig? Of course, I could. Do anything. The pipes are more or less the pipes <laughs> in any species, with the yeah, exception, the of course, place. of iguanas. Right, you but just, you just got to use smaller tools. But, uh, the tools I can get them because I've got a mate who's a watchmaker and he's got <laughs> <laughs> he's got lots of them very t- small things. And when you're doing it with a with a guinea pig, what you'd have to do is wear one of those watchmakers an, magnifying an eyepiece. eyepieces that you squint in your eye, a bit yeah. like you give it the old uh, what's his name Patrick Moore, right? Yeah. And you just you, you can see it in full size, yeah. and you're just using your little tools that you get off the watchmaker, Don't and it's no problem. However. I will not do it, but only not because I can't, but because it is forbidden in law. So it's, sorry. it's part of the Hippocratic oath that we have to take as medicine men when we begin. Uh, as vasectomists, we, first of all, do 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 no harm. It says, and then secondly, don't do guinea pigs or other don't do small animals. Pigs. If you have a vasectomist. Knows the rules, and yeah. you are sworn in at a very early stage of your vasectomist career. Yeah, right. Thou shall not meddle with a guinea pig's pipes. <laughs> Leave it to the vets. So yeah, so my ex-wife is slightly fucked off that she has to ring up the vet and say that the pope is coming in for a vasectomy. But uh, <laughs> there you go. Excellent work. There you go. Um, where were we? Oh, I realised as well. I realised. Yesterday, it's I've just missed the tenth anniversary of me vasectomy, and I yeah, didn't so do anything tweet to about celebrate. That. It's a shame, isn't it? Because um, I felt that we could have done something on the podcast yeah. reflections. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Maybe we'll do something for the fifteenth. I'll put it in yeah. the diary. I feel like it ought to be marked. It's certainly something that we've discussed a great yeah. deal, and I think has come to mean a lot. I mean, it's, uh, I can tell you, it means a lot to me that anniversary. <laughs> a lot of blokes go mad over St George's Day, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's never really been a thing for me. I'm not really bothered about St George's Day, but I suppose if I had an equivalent in my universe, it would yeah. be Andy's vasectomy day. Yeah, well, 16th of March, 16th of March, 2011. That's when it happened. So uh, I missed out on that. But would uh, you ever have it undone? Nah, fuck. What? What for? I'm 49 in a couple of months. I don't so have more you can, kids. So you can do spunk again. So I can do spunk instead of gas. Nah, yeah. I'm happy with the gas. Not that I, <laughs> not that I expel it very often anyway. Mm. But uh, nah, nah, I never look back. <laughs> that is the slogan on the vasectomist's uh, shop front. Yeah, well, he tells you when you go in. He says you do realise you can't have this undone on the NHS. But I'm, I, I think I mean you can have it undone. I think privately. I told mm. you before. I don't know if he's still operating, but uh, I looked into it, and the, the the number one local vasectomy reversal fella is called Andrew Dawson, and he operates out of Hartlepool, which is quite nearby. Yeah, but what was your guy called? He had a good name Doctor, too. Doctor Contractor. Oh, that's it, Doctor Contractor. <laughs> and one of our listeners had a vasectomy by the same geezer. Yeah, he got in touch. Yeah. Oh, I'm not done by him at all. Yeah, he's the only one that does it in Sunderland. He does them on Saturdays. He only does Saturdays. I don't know what he does the rest of the week. Saturdays only. Yeah. Weekdays golf, are for yoga. something else. What? That's for me to know. I'm not. That's, listen. Listen, mate. Do you want the vasectomy doing or not? 
Because just, I'm not here to answer your fucking impertinent questions about my weekday schedule. You will my weekday schedule and how I earn coin <laughs> in the week is my fucking business and my business only. You work to my fucking timetable, mate. This thing is, right, When Tuesday or Wednesday, I'll jump in the car, I'll go watch the GJ somewhere. Because I can. Because <laughs> I'm coining in enough on a Saturday from you, cunts. Because that, that's the schedule that I have built for myself. That is what works for me as a free individual man. Free man of the land. <laughs> there was a doctor when 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 uh, my son Len was little. We became it became apparent to us that he was he couldn't talk yet, but even the way he was crying was peculiar. Right, he couldn't quite. I don't know. He couldn't make proper noises from his gob. Right. So we thought, right, better have a look at this. And mm. my wife said, and I was like, oh, do me a favour. You're fucking imagining things. You silly old cow. Um, she she said, oh, his tongue is sort of attached to the bottom of his mouth and oh, he can't yeah. move yeah. it sufficiently. Tongue-tied. Now, this you was a condition a I hadn't had. Yeah. I'd gone off, I'd gone, I, I found out. You, mm. I, I asked the GP and they said, yeah, the cunt's, the cunt's tongue-tied. <laughs> Mind you, you might be grateful of that in a few years. <laughs> the, the little cunt's <laughs> tongue-tied. <laughs> oh yeah he's looked at him he's like hang on a minute let me put on me uh, me eyepiece here to have a good look I'm like, what's that it's a fucking that's a watchmaker's eyepiece uh, works for everything mate it's got Watches, more than one use mate you should see what I do with a guinea pig baby's tongues the lot alright let's have a right good look yep yep straight away mate I've clocked that straight away the cunt's tongue tied now do you want it untying because a lot of parents, they think, good, keep it fucking tied for a few more years. <laughs> Get it done your when choice, 25. <laughs> totally your choice, mate. But I tell you this much, you're not getting it on the NHS. <laughs> but it was literally, it's so shifty, some of this shit. They go, look, there's, they, I remember it because it was shifty. Because it's like your vasectomy guy doing on Saturday. So go, mm. There's a guy, he'll do it over mm. Kingston Hospital. Yeah. Here's his number. She gave me a bit of paper with his number handwritten on it. Here's his number. You call him up. You go over there Wednesdays at six. That's when he does it. He does it Wednesdays between six and eight. You turn up. She goes, 60 quid. Right? <laughs> this is a fucking NHS GP told me this. I was like, fucking hell. Wow. This is like, this is madness. This is like, what? This is like a drug deal. But I took him along. And he did it. And they go, Go in there. Go in there. So I walk in and the doctor's there and he's acting all Mr. Chum. He's got one nurse. And it, there is a fucking load of us just lined up outside. And he goes, come in. Lay the baby on your lap. Yeah. Bang. Snip. Says, Done, mate. He says, come on in. Do not tell me your name. I do not need to know your <laughs> I name. I don't want to know it. All right? I don't want to know I it. I don't even want it to see your face. It Outside, you will be handed a mask, a latex mask. The mask will be one of uh, the late 20th century United American presidents. You might get Reagan, you might get Nixon, you might, you might get, get Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. Carter. It's random. It's randomised, yeah? Right, you might get George Bush Senior, one of the few one-term US presidents, yeah? I don't know. When you are handed that by the nurse, by my assistant, put it on before entering the room. If you attempt to enter the room without wearing the US presidential mask, <laughs> you will be ejected immediately and the deal be, is off. Your visit will be rendered null and void and you will not be allowed to return at a future date. 
I am not at liberty to see your face or know your name. Your son or daughter will have to remain tongue-tied. <laughs> For life. And that will be on you, son, not me. Put the I told fucking you the mask on. And you chose to ignore them. Jalapeño. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Jalapeño. I went to the dentist last week, right? Yeah. I called up so I had a toothache. Uh, is that the dentist? Yes. Mm. I got a fucking toothache, ain't I? Well, you we can see. Yeah, you better fucking. I'm mm. going to need to see someone pronto. Well, like all dentists, Andy, nowadays, right, they operate on a, both NHS and private basis. Mm-hmm. But what I have learned is that unless you, spe- they won't ask you, unless you specify this is an NHS appointment, they will fucking charge you. But I didn't, I wasn't thinking it through because the right. last time I saw the cunts, it was on the NHS, so it was cheap, right? So yeah. I said, I've got to come. I, I'm pretty sure I've got a cavity and I need a filling. Well, you can. They said, I said, I want it on the NHS. They said, okay, like end of June or something. I oh, said, right, I'm in pain now. Right, yeah. So I go, oh, hang on, hang on. You can see a dentist tomorrow morning if you want, 8 15. I've just seen that. So I go, all right, I'll have that. Oh, so right, I go in yeah. at 8 15. This bloke had all the chat, which set off alarm bells for me because I think when they're doing a lot of chat, and he said, oh, my face mask is a, my COVID mask, a West Ham one. Mm. So he's clocked that and he's Aussie, but he started giving me a load of fucking Trevor Brooking Being shit. A bit oh, friendly. yeah, I used to love yeah. Trevor Brooking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all right, mate. Just fucking get get busy with the fucking tooth. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, Trevor Brooking. Listen, mate. Trevor Brooking bought me a fucking fried egg once, right? So I don't need your fucking chat about Whatever your him. story is, there is going to top that. <laughs> yeah, so shut up. <laughs> he's looked at it, right? And he's gone, okay, I think I know what the problem is. Come over and look here. And he's done an x-ray. Mm. See that? And he's given me loads and loads of checks explaining it. And I'm like, I don't fucking care, mate. I just yeah. want it fixed. You're I don't fucking know. He's given you extra service and an extra level. And he goes, and so it's going to have to be a root canal. I go, a root canal? How long's that take? Two hours. I go, oh, fucking hell. All right, well, when can I get it done? Whenever you want. But, I go, yeah. He goes, 900 pounds. I went, what? He went, it's 900 quid, mate. I went, first of all, I felt like saying, I'm not your fucking mate. Not at those prices. Yeah. I went, I thought it was just a fill-in. I thought it was just a cavity. Yeah, there's a cavity. I can fill it, but I don't think that'll work. I think you need to go for the root canal. I said, 900 quid. Is that on the NHS, is it? And he went, ha ha. Trust me, mate. He goes, the NHS wouldn't touch that. And I go, why not? He goes, they'd take one look at that tooth and go, it's fucked. We're taking it it's out. coming out. And I said, all right, fucking take it out then. And what's more, they can't take it out till October. Decide now. <laughs> yeah. It was like that. It was a proper fucking hard sell. I said, take it out. Ah, oh, you don't want to take it out. That'll lead to oh, lots my. of other problems. Yeah. Right? Oh, I was fucking fuming about the whole thing. Anyway, I've got the last laugh because you know what I'm doing? I'm going to fucking Hungary, mate, where the dentist costs about 100 quid a pop. Wow. They're fucking brilliant. And I've got my father-in-law there so I can stay for free and his awesome rig. Visit, visit the family while you're there. Exactly. £200 for a fl- return flight. Yeah. £100 for the dentist. Three hundred, And I won't spend a penny on grub or anything like that when I'm there because they'll know about that. 
My father-in-law's Doris will do all the cooking. She wakes on a sand and foot, yeah? And so I'll be there fucking living the high life for 300 quid instead yeah. of giving this bloke 900 quid for the same procedure. And is that that's a private dentist in Hungary? 100 quid? Yeah, I think, yeah. Knows. Well, I won't, I won't be able to use... They don't have the NHS. They, uh, yeah, no, my, my father-in-law got straight on the blower and got a quote off them. Off his local yeah, dentist. Yeah, I've got a situation here. With my fucking idiot son-in-law back in London. Yeah, he's been quoted a fucking shit ton. How much you do his root canal for? Do you well, do foreigners? Tell me how much you do it for me, and I'll mark it up by 50%. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Don, I'll get him over on the next flight. <laughs> so he gets a drink out of it as well? Yeah, he'll get a drink out of it. Good. Good stuff. Um, where are we? How did we get onto that? Vasectomy. You said it was the anniversary yeah. of your vasectomy. The guinea pig. Don't know. Anyway, Clint Simon. Oh yeah, it was just good Vince. friends. We, oh, we were talking about Vince out of Just Good Friends. Just Good Friends. So yeah, Clint so, Simon uh, played by Vince out of Just Good Friends. Yeah, and him and Jake are leaving the uh, leaving the ground after the semi final, and Clint is wearing a tracksuit. He's a tracksuit chairman. This is just to show how cool he is and how dedicated he is to the club as well. So he's got a tracksuit on. Uh, and he's having a bit of a conversation with Jake. Jake's talking about how he suspended Rod Turner. And he says, even the great Rod Turner can't get away with boozing during a match. Yeah. And of course, Clint was the one that signed Rod. So Rod is Clint's golden boy. He says, oh, come on, Jake, he scored, didn't he? Jake says, he was handed that goal on a plate. My grandmother could have scored it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Clint says... Uh, is it a personal thing between you two? Which is something that's been bubbling away under the surface, hasn't it? That yeah. Jake and Rod have got some kind of previous um, thing going on. But, I mean, there's a bit of previous between Clint and Rod as well because of Cloudy Martin. Who yeah. Was, uh, there's always... He's one of those blokes... Uh, if, you, if, you've, if you've ever introduced him to either your girlfriend or your wife or just a, a woman that you're interested in, yeah, he would have... He would have made yeah. some problems for you. He'll create some kind of drama out of it, yeah. And yeah. there'll be some previous lingering in the future. Um, and Jake says, I'm a football manager. The game comes first. I just don't like seeing talent go to waste. Uh, and then this isn't this isn't good because Clint says, I don't want him suspended. Um, and Jake says, uh, I built this team for you and you hired him over my head. If you want him, you have him. But I tell you this. I'm not hanging round here. I don't care how much money you got. Clint says, "Fuck it now." I like his attitude, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, Clint says he's threatening he's to being, leave. Let's, let's get it right. Although our sympathies are with Rod, I guess, because he's the protagonist of the film. Same time, you know, this this the, the coach is like he's been completely undermined. If this happened mm. at your football club to your manager, your your sympathies would be with the manager. This bloke yeah. is a drunk. He is past it. Yeah. He said he didn't want him, and he's he's been forced upon him. Next thing you know, he's drinking scotch at half-time exactly. in the semi-final, exactly. for fuck's sake. I mean, Jake has built this team up. They're in League One, or whatever, third division. He's got them at the semi-final of the Cup, and he's done all that himself. And then all of a sudden, uh, Clint, who is just the chairman, he's just throwing this fucking hand grenade in of recruiting Rod Turner. Yeah. And Jake has to pick up the pieces. And like you say... And the pieces are pieces of glass all over the floor of the fucking dressing room. Yeah, that was stupid. 
Um, so Clint says, are you threatening to leave? And Jake says, no, I'm telling you, it's either him or me. But uh, So there he's fucking laid down the, the gauntlet there and fucking Clint says, uh, you really are a mean bastard, as everyone said about <laughs> him. As everybody said that he's a, he's a bastard. Uh, he says, okay, suspend him, but I hope you keep on winning because I've got a mean streak just like you. Well, we know that you haven't, Clint. You're a fucking soft ass. And then we cut to a fantastic scene in a local disco, which I guess is the night after the semi-final. The celebrations are continuing. This is this must be the local disco in Saints Town, wherever Saints are based. Yeah, uh, I don't know what town or city it's in, but I can only hey, think of Saint Helens. Maybe it is, yeah. Maybe it is St Helens. I can't make. Oh, I think in um, Cornwall there's a lot of Saint places. Saint Austell is that in Cornwall? Yeah, yeah. But I don't think they're in Cornwall. It doesn't feel very Cornwall, do they? Nah. Uh, They don't allow it. Everyone, everyone's in this disco. Clint's there with Cloudy Martin. Jake's there. It's a fucking brilliant disco. Jake Marsh, the manager. Everyone's and loads of punters. This is one of my favourite bits in the film. Yeah, they're all just doing the discoing. A bit of Saturday night disco. Late 70s, early 80s disco up. It's all bathed in red light. There's fucking flashing lights going on. Uh, everyone's having a nice good dance up on the dance floor. Uh, Clint's dancing with Cloudy. Uh, Jake's there. Uh, Rod turns up. He arrives in the nightclub and he's on the balcony with some pissed up teammates. And one of them says, uh, Come on, Rod, let's get amongst it. <laughs> and it's just they just sound exactly like the, the drunken characterization that we've given them in the past few weeks it's mate brilliant. get amongst it is a brilliant name for like a TV show magazine or maybe even podcast get amongst it get a, hello and welcome to get amongst it I mean it could be argued that this podcast needs a new name because top flight time machine bears no fucking resemblance to what it is that nah. we do anymore but get amongst yeah, we it. Ch- on the get other amongst hand, it would be it would be right up there. That would be ideal, wouldn't it? Get amongst <laughs> it. I might do some t-shirts to say "Get amongst get it." Get amongst on. it. Yeah. Len's new catchphrase is "Keep the change." Oh, I we, like that. We That's were. Cool. Um, he, he coined it when we were. We we both go like to a, a training thing on Saturday with a trainer, yeah. and you know you do all your like military training. bullshit stuff, yeah, mm. and. Uh, one of the things is you have to like do a joint sort of thing where uh, you have to do a certain number of burpees in right. like I think five minutes or something like that. I don't know what a burpee is. Burpee is when you like go on the floor with your mm-hmm. chest to the floor, right? And then you push, uh, and then you have to jump up. You have to uh, do a squat thrust, like put your legs out behind you, right? Then jump back up, fully right. fully erect, right? Yeah. And then go down again onto your chest. So it's a lot of getting up and getting down, but right, right. down onto your chest, right? And okay. then springing up again. Oh, They're that's... a fucking nightmare. I take roughly a minute to get down and up. Not that bad, but to I'm do fucking... one burpee. Yeah, I mean, not not that bad, but it one I'm BPM slow. There's a lot of me to get up and down, yeah. basically. Whereas Len's fucking fast, so right. he made the trainer laugh because he said in order for us to hit our target rather than you do what you're supposed to do which is he does 10 then I do 10 then he does 10 then I do 10 he started doubling up 
right to just get more in the bank and yeah. after he did the he did he did 15 he goes I've done an extra five for you there keep the change oh <laughs> yes and the uh as a result, the trainer wants to change the name of the of the uh, training like company to keep the change training. <laughs> but of course, Len, if he's got anything about him, which I know he does, he'll be wanting a piece of that. No, he, yeah, he wants either to. He's already said that he wants a piece of the training yeah, company it's anyway. Intellectual property. He thinks, yeah, he thinks that he's given quite a lot of ideas to it anyway, and. Uh, <laughs> He also wants to try and incorporate keep the change as a catchphrase yeah. into the bear tent so he can then do T-shirts with keep the change on. <laughs> but, um, isn't there, um, I'm all, but he isn't can have there, that. There's bear tent merchandising, isn't there, apparently? Yeah, on our, on the Top Flight Time Machine. Did you see, I don't know if you saw the newsletter, but he said, I've been allowed to yeah. stop my merchandise on the shop of Top Flight Time Machine, which is a weird podcast presented by two old men. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. I think there's actually more Bear Tent merch than there is Top 5 Time Machine merch at the minute. <laughs> there's Bear Tent and Earth Tournament merch. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so that, the- they'll be Keep the Change stuff on there soon. But get amongst it. I can really see that yeah. being a thing. So that's what Rod's mate says. Come on, Rod, let's get amongst it. And <laughs> uh, the, the, they're all dancing to Ring My Bell by Anita Ward, which is a fucking great song. What a fucking tune. Fucking great song. Um, and Rod's just what's doing your favourite bit in it mine is when she goes ring ding ding ring a ling a ling my favourite <laughs> bit is boo, do, boo. Do, do, I like boo. any song do, 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 do. That, yeah I have a policy with certain sounds if they're in a song that's yeah. it the song's a classic and that is one of the main noises yeah. that I like in a song boo yeah because that was that was state of the art back then, wasn't it? That kind of noise. Yeah. I, I, I still don't know how they do it. Uh, Another it, good it thing in a almost... song is if anyone ever goes like this. Yow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. If you imagine the two combine it to one song, that would be just your dream song, wouldn't it? Boo. Yow. Yeah. Boo. We're going to incorporate that into "Shut My Body Down" when we eventually do, do a proper version of it. Feels absolutely we've, we've demoed right it, haven't we? Body down. We've, we've demoed, demoed it, it yeah. but uh, I think we'll have to do a proper version for upcoming live shows, which I'm in the process of putting together. Booking. That's all I'm prepared to say right now. No dates, Do you live in a no conurbation venues. in the United Kingdom? If so, keep your eyes peeled because we might be rolling into town be later this year. Way. Yeah. Will it be later this year or will it be early next year? I'm not prepared to say. You've heard us, but now you get the chance to smell us, but not touch us. Or taste us. You can see us. You may be able to smell us, depending on where you're sitting in the auditorium slash rehearsal space that we use. But no touching. Since COVID, no touching and no tasting. No touching. Mm. Definitely no tasting. So, uh, yeah, Rod's doing a bit of drunk slurring with his teammates and fighting. And it's all a bit larry, a bit of uh, drunken hijinks. Um, and then we see Clint and Cloudy chatting, sitting by the dance floor. And then all of a sudden, Jake is sat next to Cloudy and he asks her for a dance. How uh. about a dance then? And uh, Cloudy does that thing that women do 
where they're too polite to just say no. And she looks at the dance floor, she goes, oh, it's so crowded. And Jake says, well, I'll, I can make the crowd, so surely I can break them, which is a what? ludicrous fucking line. Weird but fucking claim. It's that thing See that st- crowd there? Yeah. I can fucking I get rid it. of that, no problem. We won the cup semi-final, so I made that crowd, and I'll just get in there. I'll tell them to fucking move. I so can break dance the crowd. You. What does that mean? Well, you're going to find out what it means because you're about to see it happen. I'll break the crowd. <laughs> break it off. I've got a cricket bat under this chair. Just watch this. <laughs> um, um, do, you like, do you like men who are good at fighting? Because <laughs> I'm really good at fighting. <laughs> Why do you not? want to see it? Why wouldn't you? It's the best <laughs> thing men can do. A rhetorical question. I know the answer is yes. Well, what's see you this? on the dance floor. I'm, Come on. I'm about to batter someone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah she's done that thing of just trying to be polite and then he's just sat there I bet the crowd so I can break them she's not taking no for an answer uh, but so she just gives in and says oh oh, oh alright then uh, so they head off onto the dance floor and we'll, we'll leave it there mid disco scene because it's yeah, about we should leave it there because one of the best a, bits is about to happen it's about to kick the fuck off isn't it yeah bit of a spoiler so that's it from this one we'll be back with yet more from yesterday's hero uh thanks for listening and you're all our heroes apart from the cunts (laughs) you're villains 